And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm pumped to spend some time with you all here right now. And um, I want to talk to you about some of the things that we've been noticing recently. And uh, I think that um, sharing these things with you, I think, are gonna, is going to really help um, get maximum mileage out of, the, out of this time that we're in. You know, people started getting their stimulus checks this week. Um, and uh, I want to talk to you about what it's like when society levels the playing field. Um, some people take advantage of it and move forward and some people just basically stay where they're at they fall behind and it's because of behavioral patterns that we have and um so i'm going to talk to you about how you can use this blessing to to really move your life forward and and this is not going to be a pitch or anything like that for any of our programs you know everyone's going to be in a different situation some people are going to use this uh, stimulus check for things like our program right they're going to use it for investments some people are going to use them for investing in and in different types of things and then some people are going to literally need to buy groceries and pay rent and stuff and and that's completely awesome. Um, this is going to be more of a, a macro perspective on what happens when you do this kind of thing as a society and how to uh, be on the winning end of it. Um, uh, so we live uh, probably five, I was going to say five miles, probably less than that, probably, probably seven to 10 minutes away from a, from a Walmart. And, um, and it's next to uh, my favorite restaurant of all time, Chick-fil-A. And, and uh, not too long ago, you know, um, you know, by not too long ago, I mean, you know, we were there. I, I tried to go to Chick-fil-A last night and the line was really long. <laughs> um, but uh, people outside of Walmart, they're coming out of Walmart, right? And um, I see these people and they have these giant, they've got these, you know, got the full-blown masks on, right? They got the masks on. Um, this lady's walking out. This, this, it's more than just this lady. There's a there's a bunch of them. She's one of many. And, um, and she's walking out and she's got, you know, the, got the mask, got the gloves and, um, got the whole shebang, you know, very concerned about, you know, the cleanliness of the shopping cart, very concerned about, you know, being within six feet of people, all these things. And in the cart, there's, um, two or three cases of Bud Light. Um, there's, uh, bags of Doritos, bags of Cheetos, um, bags of all these different things. Um, I think there's some cases of red vines in there and, uh, clearly just crap, you know, just absolute garbage for your body. And, you know, uh, 
the way that a friend of mine put it is, you know, the first line of defense, if you're concerned about the health implications of the virus, which, um, you know, uh, it depends on how much digging you do. Basically, the more digging you do, the less concerned you get. I'll put it that way. So it depends on how concerned you actually are. But if you really are negatively concerned about it, well, the first line of defense is, is of course, a mask. The second line of defense is like gloves and cleaning yourself and basic hygiene. But the real defense mechanism is your immune system, right? It's being healthy. And I don't know about you, but uh, you know, eating healthy, eating fruits, fruits and vegetables, uh, just being a, a very, very healthy person, active person, is going to build that immune system so you can fight off stuff like this way easier. You know, that's after all why uh, something I, I we went and saw a house the other day that we were looking at moving into. Um, the real estate agent was eighty years old, and she was like crushing it. You know, she was extremely fast, super smart, super quick witted. Um, and, you know, she could literally run a marathon, I believe, is what she said. Or, or she could run a long distance. I don't know if it was a marathon anymore. But she could still run a long distance. Contrast that with um, my grandparents passed away in the late 70s. And, you know, while we're active, they weren't that active, not even close. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I'm not necessarily saying they didn't take care of themselves, but... It, not at a massive level like this lady did, right? So we all know that our immune system is going to be the major thing that's going to protect us from, you know, this virus or from the flu or from, you know, any sort of sickness, right? Um, and uh, <laughs> by the way, I just have to throw this out there. It's just one little miniature mini, mini stat. I'm um, just called just from the deadliness of this thing. Um, a few things. Number one, have you noticed how few other deaths are being reported? Just take that one and kind of simmer on that. Have you noticed how many few how few deaths are being reported from the main main killers of society, which are heart disease, cancer, things like that, during this time? Um, and then the other thing is uh, regarding the actual um, like uh, uh, how how bad it is. Um, so how bad it is is we were told a certain number of people would likely be dead by now and that projection of dead people is already 90% off and it's in favor of life meaning it's in it's in a positive favor so just kind of giving you a little bit of a scooby snack anyway this lady's walking out with a cart dutifully securing the mask on her face gloves on her hands pushing out doritos and bud light brilliant now some people, when you level the playing field in society, some people are going to blow it, blow the, bl- blow the money, and the other people, some people are going to invest it or do whatever. They're going to do something to make more of it. That's why whenever you level the playing field in a society, it always happens that the wealth is, becomes um, redistributed, always. You know, if, if you're in a straight-up socialistic, communistic country, um, they're going to do their very best to to keep that playing field level, but um, you know if you're in any type of situation where they're where you're rewarded for your efforts, any type of capitalistic society, uh, the the field will get unleveled very quickly because it's just different behavioral patterns. So if you give an entrepreneur ten thousand dollars and you give a uh, someone with a uh, liability-based mindset, meaning they like to buy liabilities, we're going to call them an employee, you give them $10,000, what's going to happen? Well, the employee is probably going to go and, you know, put it down, they're going to take a piece of that 10, 10 grand and put a down payment on a car. 
you know, they're going to say, oh, I really wanted this, this truck. I'm going to put 1500 bucks down on this truck or two grand down on this truck. And now they have 8000 and they've locked themselves into a $500 a month car payment. And then they are going to, you know, go to the store and, uh, you know, buy their, you know, uh, buy the Bud Lights and, and, uh, and all these different things. Basically, they're, they're excited about the, about buying liabilities. Maybe they're going to get a, a better, bigger house and, you know, that's $300 a month more or 500 bucks a month more because now they can quote unquote afford it. Basically, they're going to chip away at their little new nest egg um, by trying to make their life more immediately comfortable. Whereas in this case, the entrepreneur, um, and by the way, entrepreneurs do really dumb things also. So not all entrepreneurs are intelligent um, by any stretch of the imagination. But in this case, our entrepreneur is intelligent. And what he is going to do or she is going to do is is take a piece of that $10,000. And um, maybe they're going to... Um, uh, I was going to give some random examples, but maybe they're going to start a new business of some kind. Okay. Maybe they're going to start a network marketing business, or maybe they're going to, um, you know, buy supplies for their business venture, or maybe they're going to buy a very cheap piece of real estate. Um, you know, my a friend of mine is a very good investor here in San Diego. He bought his very first property for nine grand and uh, cash flows, I think like five or 600 bucks a month now. And he did that, of course, when it was, when the, when the market was down. Um, but that just kind of gives you an idea. Um, you know, he started with nothing. He was a waiter at, at two restaurants. He uh, worked for two years straight and he stacked 30 grand in the bank as a waiter, waiter, stacked 30 grand in the bank, used that 30 grand to launch himself into a real estate investing career. And, uh, today, um, uh, does very, very well for himself, full, full-time income, multiple times over with his real estate investments. He's only been in the game a few years. That's what he did. And so if you gave him 10, 20, 30 grand, he's going to do something vastly different than what most people seeking liabilities or immediate pleasure are going to do. And see, most people, when they get money, they, they spend it on liabilities. How can I make myself more comfortable now? There's a few people we're, that we're calling them the hero of our story right now, the entrepreneur, and they're going to do something they're going to do something um, special with it, something different with it. They're going to invest it in some way. They're going to find a way to invest that money to make more money. And generally speaking, it's going to be a less immediately comfortable situation to have a more long-term comfortable situation. And so whenever you level the playing field in the society, if um, as long as it's not a fully socialistic society, it will be unevened within months, for sure within years. It will be unevened again. So while all these people complain about the lack of equality of wealth, it's their own freaking fault. It's their own fault. And um, there's no amount of equalizing wealth that will ever work. Every socialistic society in the history of the world, go ahead, do your research before you throw stones, is an economic poison whenever it's implemented every single time. You know, America in the past 200 and something years, 300 years, has produced more in these two, three hundred years, than the history of the world combined in the entire in the entire time the world has been recorded. That's how much it's produced. And it's the first full-blown capitalistic society. <clears throat> now, obviously, we're moving away from that. We're moving into a, you know, kind of a screwed-up hybrid. Which, whenever you do that, again, you poison a society. You know, uh, bad things happen. Now, I do believe there's a place still that we can save the society, but it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's something that we all have to take part in. And the initial thing to do to get in the game is to be an entrepreneur, to be an entrepreneur. Notice I said be an entrepreneur. Um, and that means that, you know, we can't suck off the system. Now, if you're getting a, now, if you're getting a stimulus check, that's great. You know, take it. Um, they're giving it to everyone, every taxpayer. Um, I think if you have certain income levels, it's reduced. 
just found that out, but whatever. Most every taxpayer is going to get it. Now that's, that is what it is. Um, but things like, you know, like unemployment, like haggling the government for, for money and things like that, it's worsening the problem. Okay. We want to be a society that we are rewarded for our free labor. Um, and when I say free labor, I don't mean like free as in no money as a free as in we can do what we want. That's a society that we want to be that you probably want to live in. Cause if you don't live in that society, it, it is always equal to lack of economic freedom, meaning you can't make, you can't keep what you make, um, and forced labor generally. And, um, it's no fun, um, no fun at all. If you want to go try it, there's countries that do it right now, full blown. You're welcome to go check it out and come back if you want to. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to be acting as entrepreneurs if we want to have this society stay around. And um, the first thing of that is to take your stimulus check. And, you know, obviously you got to take care of the things that keep you alive first. So if you need to pay rent, you got to pay rent with that thing, right? If you got to pay, um, you know, grocery bills, you got to pay grocery bills. That's cool. Um, if your stuff is covered, but maybe a little more tight, it, use the stimulus check to move yourself forward, right? Whatever. I don't know what that means for you. I'm not advocating any particular thing, but use it to move yourself forward. What can make you money, right? What can move you forward in the long term? Because at the end of the day, we all forget what we spend our money on, right? Have you ever had the, have you ever had a time in your life where you've made really good money before? And then you ask yourself, where did that go? I was on the phone with a guy a couple days ago. And at one point in life, he supposedly did really well. And he said, it just, it just all vanished like faster than I can even imagine. Like it, boom, it went away. And he's like, it happens so fast. Maybe you can feel the same way. You know, I know when I used to be in, in sales in, in my job, I had weeks and months that I did really good. And, um, I would, I would always be so shocked to see it like kind of evaporate out of nowhere. And that's when we don't have a plan. We don't know where we're putting it. Um, that's when we don't have a, uh, like I said, a plan or a game plan for what we're going to do with that money when we make it. One last little thing I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you is this, um, be, be uncomfortable with what's in your bank account. So for instance, you know, there was a time when I was um, very used to seeing, I can remember the number it was $1,500. I was very used to seeing $1,500 in my savings account. And, um, uh, there was another, there was a time when I, I got like, I think, I think I, I think I somehow spiked up to like 10 grand in my savings account. And I don't really know how I did. Um, spiked up to like a, a massive, just monstrous $10,000. And, uh, and I remember, thinking that I had 10 grand to spend. Like that was kind of what was going on in my head. It was almost like my comfortability was 1500 bucks. So I saw that I had like 8,500 left, you know, and I was like, Oh, I can use that. And, um, and I, I ended up did, I used most of it and I don't know what I spent it on. Uh, it probably was somewhat intelligent. I wasn't ever a crazy spender except for like my late teen years. Um, but it was, I spent it on something. I don't know. The, th- the thing that shifted it for me, and I think a lot of people operate that, even entrepreneurs, they, um, they get new money and they, they blow it. So I want you to get them comfortable with what's in your bank account. Okay. Um, so if you're used to seeing 1500 in there, um, first of all, start focusing on the fact that you need five grand in there or 10 grand in there, whatever the number is. Start focusing on a bigger number. Um, so for, for us, I always uh, try to focus on like, the number that's not yet there. So I'm grateful for what's in there, but I'm like, okay, I want there to be 20% more in that account. 
and I'm going to focus on that number because that's the one I want to get there. So I'm trying to put bank money in there. And then, of course, cash is trash, right? So you got to move cash into other places to make sure it uh, secures assets and things like that. But just from an emergency fund standpoint um, or maybe a pre-investment standpoint, get really uncomfortable with what's in your account now and focus on the next goal. And when you make money, basically stash it, stash it, and then, you know, allocate it to another future investment. Um, but in the beginning, you know, if you don't have a cash generating business, that's the first goal. And so you have to spend money to get that first. Okay, so whatever that is, again, um, so whether if you can use the stimulus check for something in your business world, fantastic, count your blessings and do that. If you can't, Count your blessings anyway, right? Thank, thank God that you got the stimulus check that you can, uh, that you can cover your expenses, whatever they are. Um, but either way, um, don't try to. What, another uh, huge tripwire that people fall into is they try to stash money. Um, they try to stash money before they're really making it. Okay, so uh, you definitely do want to be saving all the time. I am a huge advocate of that, and again, moving into an investment. However. You know, if you're making a very small little piece of a pie, the money that you get should be reallocated into the business, into your business, so that you can increase your earning potential, so that you can save more exponentially faster. I don't ever, I don't ever believe that you shouldn't be at least trying to scrape off a little bit and putting it away. Okay, you should always be doing it, just a teeny bit, even if, even if it's just like 0.1 percent, just something, just get yourself used to it. Um, but I'll tell you that, like, you know, for the first. And I'm not saying you have to follow this, but for the first six, seven years of our business, I didn't really save a whole lot. I, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have enough to build and save. Um, so I had to basically build with, I had to use everything I had to build. And, um, and you know, that's just the route that we went down. And I definitely felt behind to a lot of my peers, like, you know, who went through the regular job world. And, um, and they were starting to like, you know, they were 25, 26, and they were starting to make good money at their jobs and buying houses and putting money away and stuff like this. And I was basically like (laughs) still trying to figure stuff out. Um, but now like our earning capacity is so much bigger than theirs, um, that we can like, like I'll just put it this way. The catch up period is significantly compressed, um, it's like, you know, you spend all this time in build mode and then boom, I'll give you a last example and then I'll let you all go. Um, I want to take a little bit of a break before I have my, uh, my next thing. Um, we've got a, we've got a guy on our team. He's a really awesome guy. I've mentioned him before. I've never used his name, but, um, he's, uh, he's a guy that I spend a fair amount of time with. And, um, he's a guy that's shown really strong potential from the very beginning and I really get along with him well, takes huge responsibility, um, never makes it a burden for me to coach him, always allows me to, you know, get out of, you know, if we have a call scheduled and he knows I'm busy, he'll always, you know, kind of allow me to step out of it if I need to, um, just, just class act, the exact type of person that you dream of coaching, right? And, um, and, uh, anyway, he's, he's had a lot of, uh, growth to do from a business perspective. Um, he's done a lot of growth in his life and, you know, great, great, great guy, very tenacious, just has all the right characteristics from a baseline perspective. Um, but we needed to grow a lot in the, in the, in a few of the marketing and sales abilities. And, um, he, one of his traits was that he would literally do anything that I said, and he would do it with uh, ferociousness really. And, um, anyway, I told him, I said, you know, you get to a point where your skills become sufficient and you get the result. You know, so you're going to be working for months and months and months, maybe years to get to a point where your skills meet a level of sufficiency. And once they're sufficient, they're on. 
it's like, boom, it's literally like, it's almost like getting a job for the first time. It's like you're making zero, 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 bang, you're making whatever it is, $50,000 a year. Except for this, the sufficiency of your skills equals an exponential rise. And so he's at that point right now, literally today, um, you know, he, he had a, he had a great day. Um, you know, he made almost $2,000 today and, um, and he's starting to really get good at the marketing and the sales aspect of things, you know, and, uh, I've kind of been mentioning to mentioning him to a portion of the team. I said, this guy, he, he's got it. Like he's got the it. And yeah, you don't dub that on people. You don't call them out if they're not kind of like, uh, going, if, if you don't really see that in them, but he's had it. And, um, it's just been amazing, amazing to watch. He's at the point where his skills are sufficient and, um, or they're becoming very sufficient. And, um, and he just had his first $2,000 day, which is super, super cool. And so, um, you know, you, if, he's not at the point where he's probably going to do that every day yet, um, but it's probably not that far away. And so, anyway, um, with that, guys, I hope you have an amazing day. If you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below that lets me know uh, what I should be talking about and uh, that you're getting value out of this and things like that. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.